You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Subscribe to Locked On Royals anywhere you get your podcast from. This is the highest rated Royals podcast and the only five-day-a-week Royals podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's promo code LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. On today's show, we're going to dive into what's ahead this week for the Royals. We're also going to dive into the Bobby Witt Jr. conversation and talk about Michael Franco signing with the Baltimore Orioles, as well as the Royals' Roster moves to this point. Let's start, though, with the most important conversation in Kansas City right now, at least on the sports scene, and that is Bobby Witt Jr. Yes, Bobby Witt Jr., the kid wonder, boy wonder, extraordinaire superstar in the making, Bobby Witt Jr., BWJ, as some are calling him. The conversation is much like Brady Singer last year, to call him up or not to call him up. That is the question. He has another home run against the Dodgers yesterday. He's really good. He's really, really good. The question becomes, though, what does calling him up do? From Bobby Witt Jr.'s standpoint, calling him up, could it stunt his development? Where do you find the at-bats for him? Does this signal that you need, if you call him up, you need to send down Nicky Lopez? You need to get rid of Nicky Lopez because you've got to find consistent at-bats for him to truly develop? Is he ready for the big moment? I think that he is, but I would understand being more cautious with your supposed-to-be franchise-changing superstar. Look, football and baseball are a lot different from each other, right? You want to be extra cautious with Bobby Wood Jr. because if he's going to become this lightning-in-a-bottle this transcendent star that we've never seen in Kansas City. Look, if Bobby Witt Jr. lives up to the hype, we have not seen that kind of player this side of George Brett. If he lives up to the hype, right? People my age have never seen a player as transcendent as Bobby Witt Jr. in Kansas City if he lives up to what he should and what he the expectations are for him. So you don't want to rush that by any means. And rushing that also means sacrificing service time. Again, if you want to look at the best possible outcome, which is he's an MVP kind of guy, he is a Fernando Tatis kind of guy, if you call him up right now, his service time's over at 26. Do the Royals have $400 million laying around to lock up that caliber of player? They might. They might not. So service time's a big deal. And then you look at it from this specific season, right? Just the here and now. Forget about the future. Forget about development, forget about paydays, forget about all that. Just think about the here and now. Calling up Bobby Witt Jr. might do 
a great service to this team, even if he hits a buck 16. It sounds crazy. But just that initial boost, that initial jolt of, okay, we're going for this, to those veterans, could be the difference in this team being a playoff team and this team being a mediocre team is just by simply having Bobby Witt Jr.'s name on the roster April 1st. If you look around Twitter, these veterans love Bobby Witt Jr. They are in love with Bobby Witt Jr. Every move he makes, they're talking about it on Twitter. Even during games, they're talking about it on Twitter. I think that calling him up would show immense belief in this team, that the, that the Royals are sacrificing service time. They're going for it. They believe in that clubhouse. They believe in that locker room. They believe that this is the team that can make a special run. And you add that to the confidence that this team already has, right? We've All we've heard since the turn of the calendar has been about how this team and every player to a man thinks that they're a playoff caliber team. You do this move right here by calling him up, and that kind of reinforces that for all those players. So it can have a huge impact on every player on this roster, not just by Boyd Jr. There's so much to balance here, right? There's so much to look at. And I think that we're still in this old school mold of, you know, it takes four or five years in the minors for a guy to develop. No, it doesn't. That was the case 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whenever we didn't have year-round baseball, we didn't have the technology, we didn't have the training, we didn't have the focus on baseball or any sport the way we do right now. Bobby Witt Jr. has hit major league pitching at every level, spring training, summer camp, exhibition games in, in the last January, or last, excuse me, last July. He's done it at every level, except for minor league baseball. He has not played minor league baseball outside of the Arizona Fall League. It's a fascinating case study. If you only go off of this year and don't go off of his past, right, don't go off of what he has or hasn't done in his past, but only go off of this spring training, then he is a bona fide MLB caliber player and should be on the roster. But this is also an investment. This is also a long-term option for you. This isn't Peter O'Brien getting hot for a couple months in, in Surprise, Arizona. This is your 20-year-old shortstop who should be the Patrick Mahomes of baseball. And you do not want to ruin that in any way. So I do not envy Dayton Moore. I do not envy anyone in this Royals organization deciding the fate of Bobby Witt Jr. Because I think right now there is no wrong answer. And I don't want to play the results on this. I don't want the Royals to send him down and they struggle and we say, well, if they had Bobby Witt Jr., then he would have been the spark this team needed and he would have been the reason why this team is a playoff team. We don't know that for sure. And if they call Bobby Witt Jr. up and he's not very good and then he doesn't pan out in the long term, I don't want it to be like, well, it's all because back in 2021 they called him up too early. We don't know if that's true. He could have been in the minor leagues like Mondesi and then never panned out. So I don't want to play the results on this moving forward. I want to kind of make that decision now and live with it. And on one hand, I don't envy it. On the other hand, it's a win-win to me because I think that you can justify. I think you can justify right now either decision. I think no matter what happens April 1st, no matter if he's on the roster or not, I can look at that move that Dayton Moore made and I can justify it for him. And I can say, I agree. I agree. And then whatever happens in the future, you can't control. But this will have a domino effect. One way or the other will have a domino effect. And we'll see what happens. But again, the big thing about calling him up, to me, is the service time. I know that we're all 
jacked up over a couple two-year deals that this ownership group's throwing around. And, and, and spring is all about optimism. And spring is all about being, uh, you know, just this passionate, optimistic, everyone's got a chance type of fan. But when we take a step back, whenever the Rose had $400 million. And, and if that's what we think Bobby Wood Jr. can be, if we think he can be Patrick Mahomes of, of baseball, it'll cost $400 million or more in six years whenever he's 26 years old and available if you call him up today. So that's a big decision to make for everyone involved. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think that there's many opinions, but I don't think that there's a wrong answer. For me, I'm betting on what I know about the guy, right? And Dayton Moore knows way, and I cannot express this way more, way more about Bobby Wood Jr. I cannot express that enough than I do. But from the outside looking in, Bobby Wood Jr. is a, is a nice guy that has impressed in every facet of the interview stages that has been complimentary, you know, or seriously complimented by veterans on this team, has made an impression on Mike Matheny, has made an impression on every single veteran. Look, if he gets on this roster, somebody has to suffer. Somebody has to get sent down. Somebody has to be taken out of the lineup to get him at bats. Because you cannot call this guy up and have him sitting on the bench. He has to play if you call him up. And yet, still, everyone's rooting for him. Hunter Dozier, Nicky Lopez, Whit Merrifield, everybody's rooting for him. Whenever he has to take somebody's job, most likely Nicky Lopez. And that says a lot about the kind of guy he is to build that relationship with those veterans already. In just a COVID season last year and a spring training this year. Son of a big leaguer, does all the right things off the field. You have to think that even if he gets called up this year and struggles, it's not going to derail his career. And so, I would call him up right now because he's your best option. Right now on paper, he's a better option than Nicky Lopez, as much as I love Nicky Lopez. I'd call him up, put your best team on the field, and let's see what can happen. Let's see what can happen. Because if it fails, I still would believe that Bobby Witt Jr. can, can still become that Patrick Mahomes type of player. But there also is an argument for the other side, which I think is also right. Like it's, it's crazy where Kansas city finds themselves at with this conversation coming up. Let's talk about Michael Franco. Let's talk about the Royals roster moves to this point. But right now I want to tell you about your friends over at bet online that AG listen, bet online that AG is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and NHL, are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on the first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag for that 50% welcome bonus. It's March Madness time. The tournament starts on Thursday. March Madness is finally back, and you can bet on all that action over at betonline.ag. And again, opening day is April 1st. You can bet on every single Royals game. You can bet on season over-unders, prop bets for baseball, all that stuff at betonline.ag. Promo code locked on, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So try them out today, betonline.ag. Promo code locked on 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I want to tell you right now that you can join our Locked On listeners bracket for March Madness. Listen, folks, it's a great, great thing. March Madness is here. That means bracket challenges. Join our Locked On listener bracket challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks. Beat your favorite hosts and... If you're able to win the entire challenge, then guess what? You win a guest spot on the Locked On Today podcast, our daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes below of this episode. So get your picks in today for our March Madness Bracket Challenge for the listeners to try to beat your favorite hosts in there. I'll be in there. All the hosts will be in there. We'll make our picks. We'll be in some March Madness fun. So that's all coming up. Throughout the week, it's March Madness time. Get your picks in by Thursday when the play-ins start. That'll be a lot a lot of fun. I want to talk right now about Michael Franco, who joins the Baltimore Orioles. And, of course, Franco was with the Royals last season, played in all 60 games with the Royals last season. I find this very interesting. I find this to be kind of a move that I'm surprised nobody made before this, Right. Franco was a bad fielder to start the year, turned himself into an average fielder, and was a nice piece in that Royals lineup. You're telling me that nobody can use a bat like Franco besides Baltimore this year? And I think that Franco gets hurt by the no National League DH. I feel like if the National League DH had a, had a had happened and you have a universal DH, then Franco would have a spot on a legitimately good to borderline good NL team. I think this kind of puts him in that same scenario he was in last year, though, where he needs another good year. Because if he has a very bad year this year and he regresses, who's that team that keeps him in baseball next year? Who's that team that takes another chance on him next year with a kind of guaranteed roster spot? The big thing for him is that he turned into an average fielder last year. You have to admit, it was a disaster at the first part of the year, especially in Cleveland, that first series. But since then, he worked really hard and he became an average fielder to where his blemishes were not that glaring or at least not that costly Moving forward, uh, still made some errors, of course. It's going to happen for him. He's not going to be a gold glover, but he was at least average. He was good He was good enough to get to the bat and make his bat overwhelmingly positive despite the defense. I do think that it'll catch on in Baltimore. I do think that'll be their starting third baseman, and I do think that the AL East will really benefit him, and I think that it'll really help him out, and he'll be able to produce those power numbers at Camden Yards at Yankee Stadium. Uh, at where whatever they call the uh, the uh, Toronto Stadium, which I, I don't can't remember the Rogers Center, I think is what it's called the Rogers Center, uh, and and Tropicana, he'll be really good there as well. So he'll be at Fenway, he'll be really good as well. He'll be in a hitters friendly ballpark, and he'll be able to to show off those power numbers. The rock weight, the walk rate. See, that's a tough one for me. The W's, the R's, they're tough for me. I had to go to speech therapy as a kid. It, it, those two really really helped me out, or, or I guess really hurt me. In this scenario, uh, the the walk rate, that's a tough one for me, was the best of his career last year, or the second best of his career last year. He's getting better at plate discipline. He's getting better and maturing at the plate of how to handle the bat. And so I think Baltimore would be a really good stop for him. And he will, from here, I think, get a solid you know two, three-year deal next offseason and catch on somewhere long-term if, again, he can put together a solid, solid year. So this is one of the only pieces that Kansas City loses from last year's club. And again, the loss is not great at all because you did move Hunter Dozier back to third. And that's kind of the reason why you don't re-sign Franco's because you already have your third baseman in Hunter Dozier. 
That, of course, opens up the outfield for Michael A. Taylor, Whit Merrifield, and Drupin Attendi. And your lineup's really set. The only question mark is Nicky Lopez versus Bobby Witt Jr. And I think that we have all kind of agreed, while it's really fun and incredibly interesting right now to talk about Bobby Witt Jr., I think that at the end of the day, we'll start the season and we'll see Nicky Lopez and Hanser Alberto being your second baseman you know, as a platoon more likely than seeing Bobby Witt Jr. there. But either way, your lineup is set, and either way, you have a fun option there at second base. No matter if it's Alberto, Lopez, or Witt, It'll be a lot of fun. So best of luck, of course, to Mike Franco in Baltimore. I really hope that he can catch on there, and that he can be that kind of, whatever you'd like to term this, but, you know, that kind of player where on a rebuilding team that's going to be really bad next year, or I guess we're in this year already, on a rebuilding team in Baltimore that's going to be really bad and going to be brutal most of the year, Franco might be able to provide some pop and provide some watchability to that team. So whatever term you want to use for a player like that, I hope he can do that, and I think that if he can cash in, he'll be able to be a decent long-term option for somebody, right? Two, three years for somebody down the line. He's not that old right now. I mean, what was he, what, 28 years old or something like that? It's not that old for baseball players to be 28. Franco deserves an opportunity, and I'm glad that Baltimore gives that to him. And I think that Baltimore's just taking all of the veterans that they can. I mean, you have Matt Harvey, King Felix, Michael Franco, I mean, you just have all these old guys in Baltimore just to try to get some sort of watchability for that team as they're continuing their rebuild. But again, this loss for the Royals means nothing. Nobody expected him back, and obviously you have Hunter Dozier uh, picking it at third base, so that'll be a lot of fun for the Royals this season and wish the best to Michael Franco. Coming up, let's talk about the Royals roster moves, and let's talk about what this week has in store for the Kansas City Royals, what all will transpire this week. How about that time change? I mean, we're going to have all these games this week starting at three instead of two. That's a bit of a shock and a bit of a jolt to the system there where you go at two where we've normally gone this entire spring training, and now you have to wait around till three o'clock to watch the Royals play. Uh, We'll talk about all that and what's in store for the Royals this week coming up, as well as a brand-new partnership between Locked On Royals and uh, a specific platform. That's a lot of fun, and I want to get your takes on that coming up, so make sure you interact with the show at Lockdown Royals, uh, and we'll get some information cooking there as well. And then, of course, the aforementioned Royals roster moves, one of which was entirely too predictable, and I still do not like whatsoever. Right now, let's talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. We've been telling you for some time now about Built Bar, and it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is an amazing low calorie, low uh, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on the outside of each bar. Now it's time to crown the very best Built Bar. That's right. It's Built Bar Madness. It's March Madness. It's bracket time. Built Bar has done their own Built Bar Madness to crown the best tasting protein bar, which you guys can get involved with with uh, in this Entire saga every single day. We're going to be crowning the champion. You all know if you've listened to the show before, my personal favorites are the banana nut bread and the cookies and cream. So I want us to uh, stuff the ballot box and be able to crown cookies and cream the true champion for Built Bar. Today's matchup is Toffee Almond against Mitt Brownie. Of course, that Toffee Almond knocked out banana nut bread. So we have to stuff the ballot boxes for cookies and cream. 
in this matchup, I have to go Mint Brownie. Mint Brownie is the better option of the two, and I actually do like Mint Brownie a lot. It just cannot dethrone cookies and cream. But it's time to vote for cookies and cream. you got to stuff the ballot box when it's time. Their next matchup will come from Churro Puff against cookies and cream. You have to push through the higher seed, the cookies and cream option in the Sweet 16. Make sure it gets through to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, and to the championship. Cookies and Cream is the one true champion and the best tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at Built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar again. BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore bar on Twitter. Twitter. So make sure you go check that out. And again, locked on 15, 15% off your next order of these amazing protein bars. We're back on Locked On Royals, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to tell you about our MLB division preview. Listen, this is going to be a lot of fun, folks. A lot of fun. We're counting down the days to opening day here at the Locked On Podcast Network on March. 24th, the Locked On MLB podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, and that's the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market will answer the biggest questions around each team. There's no better or easier way to get baseball smart before opening day than subscribing to Locked On MLB on the Rio.com app or wherever else you get your podcast from for this incredible division preview series. We cannot wait to get you all caught up on all of our teams and one big podcast for each division on the Lockdown MLB podcast feed. So that way you can get caught up on what everyone else has done this offseason and what the expectations are moving forward. So always subscribe to Lockdown MLB. You'll get that content over there. So the Royals did make some roster moves. Edward Olivieras has been sent down. Luis Fox and uh, Kelvin Gutierrez and Nick Heath have been, are going to AAA. Uh, Dylan Tilo has been optioned. Eric Skoglin is going to the minor league camp. And Asa Lacey, obviously, uh, was sent down as well, along with other players like Nick Prado and the like, who are just obvious send-down guys. Uh, Edward Olivieras, we knew was coming once they signed Gerard Dyson, but I still think Olivieras in the year 2021 is better than Gerard Dyson, and Dyson's kind of like a heartwarming uh, type of feeling there on the roster for the roster uh, spot We'll see where that goes. We'll see what happens from there. But I just, I really would prefer the player, Edward Livieras, over Gerard Dyson in this specific year, 2021. And now coming up for the Rose this week, again, all the games are going to be moved to 3 p.m. So that's a bit of a of a jolt to, to your schedule and a bit of a wrench in your schedule if you've gotten used to the 2 p.m. starts. And then on Tuesday, so tomorrow, they're going to face off with Seattle and they're going to take on the Mariners at 8 o'clock against their top pitching prospect, Justice Sheffield. That'll be a fun matchup against Brad Keller. So it'll be Keller and Sheffield at 8.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox Sports Kansas City. So at least it'll be televised on Fox Sports Kansas City at 8 p.m. And then they'll take on the A's on MLB.com for the radio aspect of it on Wednesday. And then the White Sox on Tuesday, both those games at 3 p.m. The White Sox game uh, is also going to be radio only. And then on Friday, they'll take on the Angels. That will be on Fox Sports Kansas City. So you'll be able to enjoy that on Friday. On Saturday, they'll take on the Diamondbacks only on the radio. And on Sunday, they'll take on the Rockies 
on Fox Sports Kansas City. So only one night game. The rest are at 3 p.m. this week. That'll be a lot of fun. A couple games on TV. That'll also be a lot better. And also, we're going to have a new partner. The Locker Room app on iOS is going to partner with Locked On uh, Podcast Network, where we're all going to get together, the hosts are, and host live podcasts and host live hangouts with you, the listeners, on the Locker Room app. And the Locker Room app is a place where you can go. It's audio only, so there's no visual, there's no audio, there's no uh, video, no nothing. It's just audio only, and we can talk with you live. You can type in the chat box, and you can even request to come onto stage and talk back to us, and we can interact that way. Another way for you to interact, let me know on Twitter if you're interested in that, and what time frame are you interested in? Are you interested in a, in a morning stream, an afternoon stream, a nighttime stream, a late night stream? What are you into for the Locker Room app? Again, let me know on Twitter at Locked on Royals. We'll be back tomorrow, and then don't forget on Wednesday, we'll have our divisional crossover with Locked on Cleveland Baseball. So be sure to tune in anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Locked on Royals. Be good, and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.